Let us pray. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Help us now to hear and obey what you say to us today. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. This morning's Old Testament reading comes from Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. Listen for the word of the Lord. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were at his atten in attendance above him. Each had six wings. With two they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The pivots on the threshold shook at the voices of those who called, and the house filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me! I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphs flew to me, holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. The seraph touched my mouth with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted out. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel reading comes from Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Listen again for the word of the Lord. Once while Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out to them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. He had finished speaking. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long but have not caught, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When he had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. 
But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid, for now you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as your word is proclaimed, we may hear what you are saying to us today. Now let the words of your servant's mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, through Christ. Amen. The sermon title this morning is Caught by Jesus. After Jesus was rejected, preaching that Christ came for all peoples in his hometown, Luke 4, verses 21 to 30, Jesus went to preach at the synagogues in Capernaum, where the people were astonished by his authority and power, because even the demonic spirits cried out in a loud voice, saying, let us alone, and said, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Later in chapter 4, Simon's mother would be cured, along with all who were sick, with the demons shouting, you are the Son of God. But Jesus rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Messiah. As we enter our text today, Jesus' ministry is very popular. He is standing by the lake at Gennesareth where a concert-like crowd wanting to hear their favorite musician or group were pressing in on him to hear the word of God. How awesome would that be here today? Seeking to ease the pressing crowds, Jesus saw two boats in the water. Josephus, a first century Jewish historian, noted that approximately 200 vessels were on the water at any given time. But this day, Jesus picked Simon Peter's boat. He gets in, asks him to pull away a bit from the shore, and sits in the now floating pulpit to continue teaching the word of God. After teaching the crowds, instead of returning to shore, he tells Simon, let's go fishing, saying, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. I wonder if Simon heard a request from Jesus. He said to himself, we've been there and done that. Or say in his heart, I am the expert at fishing, and we have done all the best first century fishing techniques, and today is just not our day. Simon responds to Jesus' request to go out to the deep and cast their net, saying in verse 5, Master, 
We have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Remaining in our experiences and understanding can be an early option over trusting and following Jesus. To remain status quo and not rock the spiritual boat. But Jesus had insight and knew experiencing the presence of the Lord required an answer to God's grace. The crowd's response to the word of God was a divine response where they would press, as verse 1 says, on him to hear the word of God. But Simon and some other fishermen would need to go on a fishing trip of a lifetime that they might experience the miraculous presence of the Lord where they would see God and invite others to participate. But first, Peter had to let down their nets to reveal the abundance of the Lord beyond human imagination and expectation. A miracle to know the awesome presence of the Lord. It is in our insufficiency before the Lord Christ reveals his amazing presence, embraces us, and graciously transforms us for God's purpose, where we live not indifferent to the word, but a trusting servant. Growing up, I remember hearing the Marines commercial in the mid-80s that said, we are looking for a few good men. While I was an army brat, I felt a sense of awe because everybody in the commercial seemed like they were working hard for a common purpose. Today, Jesus is looking for good and faithful servants to follow him. How does the Lord get our attention? What kind of person does the Lord use? And what must we do to follow Jesus? Well, first, the Lord gets our attention through the proclaimed word of God. This day, Jesus preached not on a mountainside, in a grand city, or a prime location, but the ordinariness of a lake. Some suggest the northwest part of the Sea of Galilee. The large crowds pressed Jesus because they wanted to hear the word of God. The word of God has a way of encouraging our hearts toward Jesus and one another. The phrase word of God is mentioned almost 20 times in Luke Acts, but only once in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 15, verse 6, and once in Mark, chapter 7, verse 13. Luke reveals the power of the word in that in this gospel, Jesus is the only one who preaches the word of God, unlike in Acts, where it is the church and the power of Jesus. We must be willing to proclaim God's word that God gets the attention of others. Acts 4, Acts 8 and 4 rather says, now those who were scattered went from place to place proclaiming the word. The word requires ears to hear, and when accepted, causes growth. 
For God is bodily present in the person of Jesus Christ. The word of God can be proclaimed anywhere and at any time. We must be willing to venture into new spaces and sometimes even uncomfortable places to speak in the power of God's word. It is often in those dark and unseen places, the wilderness seasons of our lives, where we can clearly hear the voice of God. Hebrew 4 and 12 reminds us, indeed, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joints from marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The word of God also reminds us that God is present with us. Jesus stood with the crowds at the lake shore and he sat in Simon's boat in the shallow waters and the deep. Jesus stands with us today, wherever we may be, in good times and in bad, in the power of the spirit that captures our attention to claim Christ as Lord. The word of God is a place that reveals to us his healing power and where we encounter the grace of Christ. The Lord can use anyone, but desires people who have ambition for Christ. Verse two tells us the fishermen were busy washing their nets. God works through people who are motivated or open to God's message. The fishermen worked to clean their nets. These nets were special. They would span vertically from the surface to the bottom of the lake and could recover fish from the outer wider mesh, sandwiching the fine inner mesh. After use, the nets required washing to clean the silt and weeds, even if they caught no fish. Beloved, we must not be lazy for the Lord. Romans 12 and 11 says, do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. We must not be numb to the word of God, but desire to listen and serve the Lord who wants our hearts. I bet we all know someone at work or certainly here at Grace Covenant who is doing something incredible in their careers, yet still putting Christ first. Ambition for walking with Christ prioritizes a faith that matters to God and a belief that matters to our families, friends, and the world. We desire to serve the Lord with gladness by trusting the word of God. Jesus is inviting you and me to redirect our energies and to draw upon him to lead our paths and to guide our steps. This is Jesus' standing invitation to us. Our hospitality often reflects our acceptance to serve God. Our hospitality uh, is not different than what Simon showed. Simon. 
when he showed openness to Jesus for allowing him to preach on his boat and responding to Jesus who in verse 3 asked him to put out a little bit from the shore. Seeking Christ in our lives opens the constricted areas where we can have heightened and expanded opportunities and horizons for what the Lord has for us today. What does Jesus want us to do? He reminds us we can forsake the safe harbor and launch into the deep where there is no safety except the command of the Lord. Verse 4 says, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deeper water and let down your nets for a catch. The Lord is calling us to follow Jesus and petitions us to rely and trust on him. It is easy to play it safe, waiting in the shallow waters of life. It is not always comfortable to go beyond our emotional and spiritual means. But Jesus is calling us to not play it safe, but to rely on him in faith. Playing it safe with our faith is where we are self-assured in our might. But when we keep the faith, we can wade in the deep waters, knowing we can rest in the reliable hand of our God. Leaning on the command of the Lord, we do not have to be anxious in our lives, our ministries, or the future of Christ's church. Trust in the one who came for us, loves us, keeps us, and blesses us. In the deep end, Jesus begins our journey for discipleship. Like Peter, he is not calling us away from our gifts, but challenging us into a bolder practice of them. If you are a preacher, preach the word of God. If you are a teacher, be a courageous teacher. If you are a caregiver, be an assuring caregiver. Even when failure seems imminent, this is when especially we should turn boldly to Christ. Simon and his peers experienced professional loss that day. Frustrated and exhausted, Simon said to Jesus, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. We can learn two real-world responses by Simon's reaction to Jesus. First, Simon, the man of the world, Frustrated by the fishing failure, expressed his disappointment. Second, Simon, the man of faith, recognized Jesus as master. We must respond knowing that Jesus is Lord when our experience states otherwise. The faith that all believers should have. When we doubt the word of God, Jesus often reveals the remarkable presence of the Lord in our midst. Perhaps it is a miraculous healing, a financial blessing, a restored relationship, whatever it was, 
you felt overwhelmed by the presence of the Lord. Simon had such an overwhelming experience. A Jesus-inspired cat so great that all, would, all were amazed should have met with great joy, instead was overshadowed by unworthiness. The miraculous catch revealed the miracle of the Lord's presence. Have you ever experienced the extraordinary and profound reality of the Lord that shook your soul? The word Lord is used 30 times in this gospel so far, all with reference to the Lord God. In Peter's divine understanding of the Lord's presence, he confesses his sin and his faith. Our confessions recognize the mortal wound of sin and the undeserving to be in the presence of holiness. The prophet Isaiah read earlier experienced humiliating ineligibility when he met the presence of the Lord in Isaiah 6 and 5, when he said, Woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips. In Simon's woe moment, he fell to his knees in great submission and said to Jesus, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. But Jesus, our encounter with grace, not only invokes the recognition of guilt and shame, but draws us to God. Praise be to God, even in our unworthiness, we can recognize Jesus as Lord, the one who saves us into his transformative love and forgiveness. American discipleship is often viewed from an individualistic perspective. But we must guard against the consumeristic view that Christ meets only our personal needs. Our God is sovereign. Jesus uses uh, Simon Peter as the leader, but reveals the corporate response in verse 9 and 10 that says, For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Yet Jesus uses Simon Peter in the new commission, saying, from now on, you will be catching people. The NIV uses the words to fish instead of to catch. But both in the Greek also mean to capture alive. Peter, James, and John's call in the service of capturing souls for Christ or fishing to save people is a beautiful metaphor for Christ's incarnational presence in simple human terms. Disciples in Christ's power save others into abundant life. Jesus has caught Peter by a miracle of grace and he commissions Peter to catch people likewise. Christ's love net is cast for us, that his love covers and fills us, where we desire to go out and share the good news of Jesus with our very being. Our world, our everything, should be bound up in following the one who makes us worthy. 
Matthew 4 and 22 and Mark 1 and 20 account the disciples left their boat and followed their father. But Luke accounts the pinnacle claim of Christ on believers. They left everything and followed Jesus. Christ calls us to leave all of our old habits, all of our own mindsets, all of which holds us back and keeps us in bondage from following Jesus. While this can seem scary, Jesus reminds us as he did Simon, don't be afraid. We are reassured in God's grace and enabled by forgiveness to follow Jesus. Beloved, we serve a God in Jesus who has power and authority, who stands with us and reveals his word to us, who graciously sits with us and invites us to put out into the deeper water as believers where God's glory and the net of Christ's grace we cannot escape, where we are caught by Christ, that we follow him, to catch a multitude of people through God's word. The bounty that overflows like two boats full of fish that their nets are beginning to break. If Christ has caught you, follow him. Follow him at the lakeside or on the boat. Follow him at home. Follow him at school. Follow him at work. Follow him no matter where you are, that others might witness for themselves and experience the abundance and presence of the Lord that invites us into service. Hear the word of God, that your hearts will press towards Jesus. Amen.